Yeah, depending on the journalism, you could go into like yeah. science journalism. Yes, but that means I have to be smart, which if if they need to have an, an extensive knowledge of, say, any film from 2010 onwards or Liam Neeson action thrillers, then yeah, great. <laughs> Sign me up. You just got to ask the right questions. That's what journalism is. You don't need to know things. You need to know how to work, how to find Where's out Where's my daughter? That kind of question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was funny, I do right? not have a set of skills. <laughs> do I have a set of skills? No. <laughs> I don't know, I, I don't know where that accent came from. <laughs> At least I didn't even try. What on earth was that? I know. Uh, no, I, I mean, science journalism does sound interesting, but you do need to kind of be sciencey. And my science record in academia is a no award in physics, higher oh, well, physics. Well done. So well done, boy. I did get, I think I got a two at standard grade and that was kind of enough. Oh, you just, you just good. Yeah, but, but then, you know, physics just became really difficult. I still remember, you know, literally sitting in my room looking at the textbooks with all these numbers like F equals MA, I think. Is that right? Yeah. And uh, maybe anyway, I looking at it and just thinking, what on earth does any of this mean? And then the, the, the teacher essentially told me, Colin, you're just not smart enough to do this course. I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, that's a good teacher. That's a solid teacher there. So my 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 biochemist father was very disappointed that uh, nobody went into the science world, especially not science journalism. Well, actually, yeah, no one, no one has none of his progeny. None of his, none of his relations have actually done anything science related. Does, does do we know? Do we have any science family? Does midwife count? Well, well no, that's medicine. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, that's not in the scientific field. <laughs> um, I mean, granted, I'm fairly sure you need a biology degree. Well, you could do, yeah, but you're one of these guys. You could probably do science if you if you really put your mind to well, it. But technically, my 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 degree is computer science. Ah, that does not science. count. Science. You're not in a lab taking apart a computer trying to figure out how to cure computer viruses. We were in a computer lab. No, it's not the same thing. There you was a Mac lab. You can't claim like computer there science. There was a Unix lab. James, come on. Right. Well, no, you're. Yeah, that's 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 right. I suppose I suppose you did do computer science, but no, we're talking about you know saving lives here. A real scientist. Wait, no, not every scientist is about saving lives. That's not how you measure a scientist. How many lives have you saved? They're about progressing the human race. Oh, there was so are we, just in a different way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm a scientist. How <laughs> so would be proud of me? Does that mean that we are scientists? Well, I'm not not giving you the label. Okay. You've got to earn the label. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know what our brand of science would be. Um, Awkward. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say the science of talking, but no, that no, just sounds like we we wouldn't we'd be we'd be terrible examples of that anyway. And also, that just sounds like a bad TEDx talk. <laughs> <laughs> Has to be TEDx. The science of talking. Yes, with James McDonald, computer science PhD. <laughs> PhD. You're so generous. Welcome to Seat Operates. I'm Colin. He's James. Indeed, I am. Can confirm. We are scientists. Um, can I first say a, a shout out to Secret Artist, uh, underscore Secret Artist, underscore on Twitter, is he? Yes. Who took the description that I, I so eloquently laid out of James sitting in a chair, looking quizzical, but also um, kind of unsure. And yeah, she yeah, actually yeah. drew this picture. 
and put it on Twitter. Yeah. So if you you can go and check it out, um, I think we retweeted it. I might just do that just now as well uh, for our 2019 calendar. So thank you, Izzy. That's a, a wonderful drawing. I, I had a good I had a good time with that one. Uh, it's been another quiet week. Let's be honest. So we're gonna kind of focus a bit more on the on the fun side of things. But let's uh, kick off with. The news that North Korea and South Korea, after mm-hmm. some uh, discussions, are going to march under the same flag at the Olympics. This yeah. is not this is not for life. This is just for the Olympics. So they're not for the Olympics, the Winter Olympics, yeah. the ones in Korea. Uh, so the ones in Korea, yes, which uh, happened. I think. Oh, is it? It's very soon. I know that. I can't remember exactly when. Probably now. They probably started now. <laughs> they may all have started now. After a series of talks, the um, North Koreans are entering. Uh, certainly a few individuals they're sharing the hockey team so the south koreans are now going to have seven north koreans in hey their ice hockey team how many people are in a hockey team well i mean that i can't imagine 30 of them play at the same time yeah is it going to be seven people on the bench or is, are they actually going to play play because there's like five people in it on the ice i imagine the korean Olympic Committee have kind of had a wee nudge, nudge, wink, wink with the ice hockey team or ice ice hockey with the ice hockey managers and have said, hey, I know the South Koreans will get to play, but if you could play like one North Korean per game, that would be great. Thanks. So is it North Korea have got two ice skaters and seven people playing hockey? Yes, I think. So to answer my query for last week is two sports. (laughs) They're entering two sports. All these, all this nuclear threat of war. For two sports. Well, I can't, the thing is, I can't imagine they're doing, you know, the luge or the bobsleigh. I can't imagine, you know, North Korean bobsleigh team doesn't quite have the same ring to it as the Jamaican well, bobsleigh team. It doesn't, but also, apparently, you don't need to have too much training to do a bobsleigh. So <laughs> I know. I mean, go we, North Korea. There is scientific evidence of that in a 90-minute Hollywood film. Yeah. Um, but also, just a completely unrelated note, do you know the Jamaican women's bobsleigh team are entering the Winter Olympics this year? Hey, that's nice. That's a nice, good story. Anyway, yeah, so North Korea and South Korea, uh, under the same flag, uh, sharing a few sports. I can't imagine all the South Not Koreans. killing each other. Yeah, well, I, I mean, the South Korean hockey players who didn't make the squad are now seeing North Koreans getting their place. Probably not best pleased. However, the vast majority of... South Korean people, because I did a very quick survey, seem to be quite happy about this. How do you feel about this? this? This is progress, isn't it? This is a good thing, yeah. It shows that if you build enough nuclear weapons, you can get whatever you want. <laughs> Something for us all to aspire to. Yeah, right, so that's that's one thing. Yeah, build enough nuclear weapons, scare the world enough, so they say, yeah, of course you can come join the Winter Olympics without having reached any of the qualifying standards. What's the flag going to be? Is it just going to be like a picture of the Korean p- peninsula? It is. It's it's a white flag with a blue okay. Korean peninsula. Wow, I guessed completely correctly. Go me. That's yeah, impressive. Do you think uh, Kim Jong-un's going to show up? I mean, there are 250 cheerleaders no, he's not being sent, he's and not his go. wife is an ex-cheerleader. He's, he's not going to go. Surely he's not going to go. The temptation to the temptation to just like arrest him for existing <laughs> would be too high. I think they cheerlead whenever they launch a nuclear weapon. They cheerlead all the time. That's the North <laughs> Korean thing. They're so positive, but like enforced positivity. Yeah. Well, I mean, back to the point. This is a this is progress. This is a good step. This is. I progress. know. Yeah. Uh, it may well. I mean, be short lived. But the fact that the two of them have sat down and actually talked. And said, yes, you know what, we will have the same Korean flag. Yes, you can join our teams. It's kind of like the kid in school who's really annoying, but you let him play football with you anyway. So this is speaking to your heart. <laughs> it is. You're is. feeling this one real, <laughs> real strong right now. 
I am North Korea in this situation. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and someone says, you know, yeah, Colin, sure. You can play yeah. in our you team. You just hadn't worked out weapons of mass destruction. So, so you, you can play in our team, but you have to go in goals. Oh, yes. And then you, lo- and then you, you, you lose all the goals fault. and everyone shouts at you and you go back to where you started. I'm sorry, North Korea. But yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully the kind of a, a friendly Olympic Games will will help keep the countries talking because yeah, no murders and we're great. The next, I mean, the next stage, I guess, is is just yeah, just like being pals again. You know, not taking it too fast, not moving into not no amalgamations, exactly, no, no distractions of borders, just, just being friends, being like, hey, how about we send you some jam? Yeah, getting together for a Korean Thanksgiving. And North Korea must make stuff. I'm sure they must. Yeah, they must make some well, sort of stuff. Maybe. They probably have mines and stuff. Raw, raw, raw materials, I guess. They could trade. They also definitely make nuclear weapons. So, like, <laughs> they could swap those. They could do that, I'm sure. For peace. <laughs> right, that's enough uh, Korean talk. That's basically the news for this week. We'll get to a wee bit I of got it. I got it. I got news, Colin. What? I want to add to add to some news here. Later on in the show, we are going to talk about everyone's favorite president of the United States, Donald Trump. Yep. Their, their government's shutting down. We'll add that to the show. Yeah, I was going to talk about that when we get to it, but cool, I am cool. just... I'm just going to tease this one. We, we haven't just forgotten that that happened literally today when we're recording. We're not idiots. We're just almost idiots. We're talking we're, about we're, it we're close to it, but not, but not quite there yet. Um, yeah, let's yeah, just no cigar for us. We'll get to to yeah the state of the state of the states. Hey, and the state and the state of Donald Trump's uh, medical history. But that's that's still to come. Let's just talk very quickly about um, a few goings on in the world of movies this week. First of all, X Men. Now X Men, um, yeah, kind of pops just in general. Yeah, yeah X Men general. Yeah, yeah. So so the main news um, this week was that Fox have had a pretty major shakeup of its next movies. So the one we were talking about most recently was X-Men New Mutants, which was the next X-Men movie to come out. Right. And it was, it looked like a horror film. And I think we talked about it when uh, when Jonathan was on the show. Yeah, Jonathan was in that one. And uh, hi, Jonathan. And Bring back Jonathan. Well, maybe. There we, we were talking <laughs> about that film. And uh, yeah, we were, I don't know, it was kind of mixed reaction. I think some of us liked it, some of us didn't. The news this week, this was meant to be coming out in April. It's now been shifted to February 2019. Oh, wow. Almost a year. Which, we'll, we'll get to that. Deadpool, meanwhile, has been moved forward a couple of weeks to May. Oh, and boring. Gambit, which has lost another director. Oh, wow. Has been, has been moved from next February to next June. So that's some fairly, fairly serious uh, reshuffling. It's Gore Verbinski, by the way. Gore Verbinski, who did some of the Pirates of the Caribbeans. Um, he was set to be the Gambit director. I think maybe their fourth director, third or fourth. Yeah, something like that. And we announced this. Well, yeah, we announced. Yeah, we we brought the news to the world. We brought the news to the world that in uh, in March, Gambit was going to start shooting. And we were quite, we were like, ha, ha, ha. We've talked about this for so long. But now they've lost a director and... I can't imagine shooting's going to start in March anymore. But um, first yeah, of all... So we get to talk about it even longer. <laughs> first of all, James, New Mutants being moved back almost a year. That's not a good sign, I Can't would say. be a good sign. Surely that's a bad sign. Like, why? What on earth could make a film need to be put back a whole year this close to the release date? I don't understand that unless the movie is just absolutely dreadful. Yeah. Which, it, surely you, it can be because... You know, the way that these movies work, you, you get the dailies through, you look at the footage and you think, yeah, it looks good, that scene looks good. 
they would have been able to tell a long time ago if the film wasn't going to make or wasn't going to be any good. And particularly not with like just a know, three months until it was meant to start showing in cinemas. Like, that's mad. All the signs are probably there and they just kept their fingers crossed that they were reading the signs wrong. As we do in life, whenever we've got a hope about something good, we just del- del- delude ourselves into trying to believe that it's going to happen. Maybe they were there going, nah, the film's good, really. I see all the signs, but I'm just wrong about those signs. The film's still good. It looks great. I like this. This scene was great. And then, no, it turns out once they cut the whole thing together, added a bit of CGI for moving wall effects, it was a terrible film. I'd suggest that, yeah, they've got a lot of reshoots ahead of them because I see no reason why you would move a film, which was, I think, finished. Like, they certainly finished shooting. Oh, it must have been finished. CGI time and editing like, time. Yeah, and a lot of the effects they were doing in, the, in this in this film, which was, yeah, it's a horror, um, were practical as well. So it didn't even require, you know, anything post, yeah. post-production. Surely the film was basically done. Exactly. And I think, I think folks have looked at it and been like, this is an absolute mess please go back and do more or do the entire thing again. Yeah. So, and especially because Fox have been on such a good run with yeah. Logan. With Well, with Logan. With Logan. Logan was right, no, tremendous. that's not a good run. That's Dead, a Deadpool one, as well. Film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Deadpool, in terms of money and a kind of a, you know, low expectations, high reward. Like, Deadpool is one of the greatest success stories of yeah. modern times. Okay, I'll give it to you. I was going to go for the point that it's off genre, but so is this one, so... It so is, that yeah. Well, helps your well, point. Yeah, You're it does. Thank you, James. So that's that's what I think they've they've done. I mean, X Men has never ventured into horror territory. It had some scary scenes. Did you see Storm zapping the the frogman in the first one? That was that was scary. <laughs> it was very yeah. No, I was really really terrified, but not a flat out horror movie. X Men have never done that, and I think. The film's been finished, or a rough edit's been finished. Fox have looked at it and been like, this is dreadful. Yeah. See you uh, 2019. Right, so, eight, no, 10 extra months and maybe two more directors between there and oh, then? I, I, certainly new directors, I, I tell you that. Um, but yeah, that's troubled, I think, for Fox. Yeah. New mutants are troubled. Yes, okay, let's move on uh, very quickly to Venom. Now, Venom is the Spider-Man spin-off that nobody wanted, but uh, it's coming anyway. Tom Hardy as uh, the eponymous anti-hero, which I think has finished production, or certainly is finishing up. Some uh, set photos have emerged, with the most interesting one showing Tom Holland, who is Spider-Man, funnily enough, in <gasps> Marvel, on set. Yeah. Of Venom, yep. which is a not a Marvel property, yep. but it is in the same story. Like Venom but, is a, is a Spider Man guy. Well, yeah, yeah. Venom doesn't exist if Spider Man's not there. Cool, yeah. So my question is, what was he doing there, James? Uh, probably not celebrating Venom's birthday. <laughs> yeah, I could right. discount that one or any other like celebratory occasion. Yeah, I imagine they're maybe having a confrontation because Venom's classically like quite a bad guy and Spider-Man's classically well, quite a good guy so maybe the anti-hero is having a clash with the just regular boring hero well this is the first of the essentially the spin-off films about Spider-Man bad guys Yeah, which I think was initially the plan a while ago was for it to culminate in a anti-hero mashup called Sinister Six which is of course ah, the Sinister Six. nothing like Suicide Squad just with a slightly different name 
the thing I find interesting though is this is Sony. This is not this is not a Marvel film. So how the two of them have come together and said, yeah, sure, we can give you Tom Holland. I mean, I don't think, and I think anything on the internet has confirmed, it's not going to be Spider-Man in the film. If there is an appearance by Tom Holland as Peter Parker, it will be in his Peter Parker form. Peter Parkerman. Peter Parkerman, yeah, as opposed to yeah. Peter Spider-Man. Yeah. What's your thoughts on, on Venom then? Well, I've, already, I've always been quite supportive of the Venom film. I think being able to integrate like spider-man as a character but maybe if it's just peter parker cool too like that's great and it makes sense because like marvel technically don't own spider-man again they're just like sony's letting them use their own creation in the film which is great so i can see why they're making agreements and stuff you know what i'm troubled with though what tom holland and tom hardy are gonna get their coffee cups so mixed up (laughs) that's your main concern yeah i think they're gonna have some serious issues like drinking each other's coffee all the time. I think what's interesting is that if Tom Holland appears in Venom, does that mean Venom is now a part of the Marvel universe? Oh man, he already was. Just no, no, I know, but I mean, like the Marvel film universe, you know, Robert Downey Jr. and Thor and all that. Well, yeah, that's quite cool, though. I guess if if they could, it would be good to see collaboration. Yeah, yeah, if they could get Tom Hardy in and all the action. Uh, and talking off Marvel, the other news this week is that Guardians of the Galaxy three. The conclusion to the, I guess, to the the kind of trilogy of stories is coming in 2020, which was confirmed by uh, James Gunn on Facebook. So, so James, I guess that means that they're all not going to die in Infinity War then, which is yep the next, which is Avengers three, which is out in May. Absolutely, yep. Because like the whole cast is returning, I believe. But who knows? Maybe it's a sneaky move. Maybe yeah. one of them is going to die, and they're just going to have him in a bunch of flashbacks. Oh, potentially. And I think the thing is. Pfft, they have finished shooting Avengers four as well, so by now they already they're you know they're well in advance of. Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone knows who's going to be around. Yeah, and like I hope, like hopefully, in the big climax to the first bunch of films, people are going to die. I think some if there if there could be some surprises in there, that would be great. The Guardians would be surprising because we've all been expecting a third film with this crew before they start adding in different characters and killing off other ones. So it's a good move. The thing is, I I hope that the Russo brothers who have written and directed Avengers 3 and 4 have learned from Justice League that once you bring back a resurrected character, once you are able to cheat, once you can can defeat death, then all stakes in the movie have been lost. Yeah, because the only thing we've got right now is permadeath. But Superman... You know, inverted commas. I'm doing the air air commas. Died. Oh, that's great. Good, the good use of hand gestures and an audio medium. That's wonderful. <laughs> so he died. Inverted commas. Uh, and yeah, obviously in Justice League he was fine. He was he was right as rain. He was he was cool. Well, he wasn't so much cool. He had a weird face. <laughs> he did have a weird. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So I hope that when it does come to Infinity War and Thanos raining blood on people, um, that they actually stay dead. Because that will actually shake things up and fans will be like, will actually be given moments where characters have died. Yeah. As opposed to what we suspect will happen, or what I suspect will happen, and that all this horribleness will happen, and then somebody with some sort of time powers, I'm looking at you, Adam Warlock or Doctor Strange, will come in and reverse the entire thing so it never happened. That's my concern. Yeah, and then they go back and they kill him before even, when he was just a baby. Yeah, well, yeah. Or when yeah, he was they just go a, back all the way to the birth of Thanos and like, oh, no, 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 no. Which, in, in that case, it'll reverse every character who died, which I think is really stupid, so I hope they don't do that. I mean, Marvel have already brought a character back from the dead. 
Um, so the the grades well, are there. No, but that's that was like a that, you're talking about like the guy Clark. What's his name? Agent Coulson. Yeah, Coulson. Yeah, he was killed in the films, and he was never he's he never been mentioned in the films. TV show. Yeah, I can. It, you know, it's kind of okay. I can understand that. Yeah, one. but it also fits the fits the fits the bracket. So I'm I'm just saying they have done it, not in the films, not properly yet. But they're not. They haven't been too scared to try and do it and give it a good story. I think sure you can bring the occasional character back. But there has to be major repercussions. Okay, you can't just be like, "Oh, they're back and they're happy and everything's great." Right. And uh, another movie news this week: Flashpoint, um, which I'm sure was the name of a washing machine company until I realised it's Hotpoint. Flashpoint, which is the Flash movie, has uh, has its directors uh, for the again third, fourth time. Yay! Go them. Uh, this time it's the it's the pair who directed the rather dreadful comedy, The Vacation. Didn't even watch it. Oh, it's oh, it's, it's Jason Sudeikis, and it's um, oh, it's just rubbish. That's that's good to it's, hear. It's, it's two rubbish. people that can't direct a good film are making a film. That's fine. Which doesn't bode well for. I mean, I th- I I guess they would have been hired because well, I mean, they, but they didn't even write the film. But maybe we've got because they're comedy credentials, and the Flash was the funniest character in Justice League. I don't know. Well, I they didn't get re- they didn't get hired to write and direct, just direct the part that they're good at. Apparently. They're not even doing. I don't. I don't know. It's confusing stuff. I'm, this con. It's confusing stuff. We'll have to get in touch with our people in DC. <laughs> the Flash is uh, for me is probably one of my most anticipated films from the DC side of things because of how well Ezra Miller did with the Flash and Justice League. I thought he was probably the best thing about it. Okay. Uh, although he was maybe he was a maybe maybe a wee bit too much on the comic relief side, but I'm sure they'll get into the. You know, a nitty-gritty, darker backstory. Oh, yeah, no, if they're two comedy directors, I'm sure they'll get into things aside from comedy. Yeah, okay. Uh, shall we talk a few reviews, James? Let's talk about things that we have seen with our eyes. Now, just on the on the, uh, the Seesaw Parade running order, you may have seen, James, I've listed the things that I'm going to talk about, yep. which I have seen this week. Yep. Your your section is blank. Gent. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, just keep it in your brain. I'm going to start. Uh, so I finally finished Black Mirror. Let's talk about Black Mirror first of all. The season four, which I think came on Netflix just at the tail end of last year. Six st- uh, standalone episodes. I thought that as a season, it was fine. It, w- it was fine. Okay, yeah, yeah. There was two episodes which I thought were standout. The rest... I was not really fussed either way. Let's go through them. The one yeah. which we talked about before is the, the USS Callister, the one set on the spaceship. Thumbs up. I thought was, as much as it wasn't really classic Black Mirror, it was an excellent piece of TV. Wonderful TV. Um, I really, agree. really enjoyed that. I thought it was great. Absolutely. Archangel, uh, again, Meh. we discussed this, not a big fan of. Maybe a 7 out of 10 at best. Yeah. The third one, was the third one... Um, Murder. Th- Murder Memories? Yes, yes, Murder Memories with uh, Andrea Riseborough, who yep. is a phenomenal actress. Well acted, that one was, yeah. Oh, well, very well acted, but it just didn't, you know, it just didn't make me feel Again, anything. Again, yeah, a seven at best. Um, oh, well, I think I was six. I was. I just thought it was very, very average. Um, despite it didn't the, make much sense. I'll give it a six. Now that I'm thinking about it, so I, six at best. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, I, I didn't think much of that. Um, uh, Hang the DJ was a nice story, 
But that's kind of like what you'd say after your granddad reads you, a, a, you know, something at bedtime when you're 10. It was a nice yeah, story. See, what happened in that one? It was the two of them who were like, it was a dating thing. And then they... Yeah. No, I like that one. It would, no, but the thing is, it was Black Mirror attempting to be San Junipero from season well, three again, trying to be like dangling the the cute story in front of the Emmy Awards. Hey, look at us. We're looking at okay. our... I'm okay with that because it did it <sighs> well. It was a well done episode and it made you think. Like, it was, yeah. It was because that that would be scary if we actually do start taking advantage of self-aware simulations to just be convenient for us. Oh no, I th- I th- yeah, it was a nice story. I didn't, it didn't really do much for me, but yeah, it was fine. What it was, Metalhead, I thought was probably the weakest of yeah, the yeah. series. Uh, as it was cool. I liked the th- I liked the theme. I, it was interesting. It was good because it wasn't just the same technology as most of the other ones were based on. Like it was dogs rather than just a thing that you put in your head. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, it was it was quite weak. I thought the the lead actress uh, whose name I forget, she, she um I thought it was a, a really strong performance, but ugh, you know I just it was just kind of there. Black Mirror, I like Black Mirror when it makes you think or it makes you think or, or it just flat out blows you away. That one did neither. Yeah, I'd say the same. Yeah, the last one, Black Museum, I thought was again tremendous, a really really yeah. strong, interesting. Yeah piece of storytelling the way that the the episode was essentially kind of segmented into three different stories uh oh i've really really strong performances um excellent some good writing narr- some good narration i actually yeah, and, enjoyed narration for once and as much as i guess towards the end of the episode i saw what was about to happen i kind of yeah. I, could, I could see who the character or rather, you could the start putting was. the pieces together yeah but there was just a few little things at the end which i did quite like so, uh, yeah, the first and last episodes, and I know they would have done that intentionally, but the first and last one's definitely strongest for me. What were your thoughts? I'll agree with that. First and last one's very strong. I think I enjoyed Hang the DJ more than you did, which is the parent. Yeah. And the other three, yeah, they weren't so great. But overall, the season was, was good. Uh, I'm glad to see that even if they're approaching things from a more positive angle, they can still make it good thinky TV. Because previously you'd watch an episode of Black Mirror and then be sad for a week, whereas though some of these ones you weren't you weren't even sad at the end. You were like, okay, cool. Can we talk about the end of the F Star 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 Ing World? Uh, as in the end, like the TV series, or just literally <laughs> talk about the end of the world here? Because I can do both. <laughs> talk about the the TV show for now. Okay. Which I uh, didn't realize had actually aired on Channel Four in October. But uh, has has come to Netflix under much fanfare. This is a really? uh, I didn't yeah, know yeah. That I, I had no idea. So that's hilarious. So eight episodes, about twenty minutes long, of uh, yeah, it's called the end of the effing world. Oh, yeah, because they actually wrote it like that. So I watched that. I kind of binged it to be honest, because I didn't realize I was expecting your know, hour-long episodes. Some of them are about eighteen minutes. Oh wow! So it's very very digestible. I'd say. Do not watch it with your mother because noted. I was planning to, but now I shall not do that. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, probably better consumed alone. I saw the title. And I thought, hmm, this sounds like a good parents show. I shall watch it with my parents. <laughs> it is uh, an excellent, excellent TV series. The two lead performances um, from the the two characters who are meant to be seventeen. I don't, I don't imagine they're seventeen. However, uh, yeah, really, really good stuff. And uh, Yara Greyjoy. From Game of Thrones is one of the supporting cast, so there we go. That's fun. But no, I'd, I'd recommend that if you've got nothing else to watch. Yeah, episodes are really short. Eight episodes in the season. Bosh, I think you really enjoy it. Just quickly before I ask you, I saw a couple movies this week, starting with All the Money in the World, which was the one that they had to cut Kevin Spacey out of. 
now could you see his shadow hanging over the whole production it's a funny one because you go into the film being like oh yeah this is the one that Kevin Spacey was not in you know not thinking oh yeah let's let's see how this film is yeah. there's a couple scenes only two I, I, I could I, I actively noticed in which the film has gone to an exotic location and shot with Kevin Spacey and then in the light of everything they've been like Nope, we can't go back and reshoot that in Africa. Oh, no. So they've had to CG in Christopher Ooh. Plummer's face. Okay. Yeah. And in the two scenes... That Wait, so Kevin Spacey still is in the film, just his torso and legs? Yes, 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 absolutely. There was one in particular, <laughs> which is either in the Middle East or Africa, which obviously they couldn't go back and reshoot. So they've just added in okay. Christopher Plummer's face. And I mean, he doesn't do any talking at all. It's literally just his He's face just in like slow-mo, yeah. But it, it, certainly on the cinema screen, you're like... Yep, that's that's totally not obvious at all. I recognize that fat belly. Yeah, well, no, it's, it was more the fact that it just... I'm just being know. funny, Colin. I don't think you could recognize Kevin Spacey's belly if you tried. <laughs> it's more the fact that um, you could just... It was almost Uncanny Valley in that... Just something just didn't look right. Yeah, absolutely. And I know they've, they've, done a, they've done a very admirable job of essentially just replacing Kevin Spacey's face, but... Yeah, the place, the place. But that besides that besides, it's a very good film. Uh, Christopher Plummer's any accolades for him, I can completely understand. He's excellent. Michelle Williams, of course, you know, knocking out the park. Even Mark Wahlberg is and is good. He gave his money to charity. He did, yeah. After about a week of pressure, because he got paid one and a half million for reshoots, and yeah. Michelle Williams got eighty dollars a day. But I'll blame his agent for that. His agent should have should have been the guy that win the no. And her agent. All the money in the world. Uh, I don't think it's out from that much longer because of all the big other Oscar heavyweights arriving. Um, solid seven out of ten. Okay. Maybe seven and a half. Maybe a six. I, th- I then saw three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Finally saw it. Oh, you did. It's absolutely superb. It's um, uh, you know ooh, the the acting ooh. nods for. For, for all the awards. Yeah. Oh, all, all the awards. Frances McDormand as best actress. She will walk that at the Oscars. Ooh, She's nice. That's absolutely fantastic. And then there's Sam Rockwell, who will get best supporting. I can, again, he is fantastic. I love Sam Rockwell. He's a brilliant actor. And everything just comes together really well. It's a it's a strong narrative. And also, do you know the thing I notice most, more than anything? Mm-hmm. It's funnier than any actual Hollywood comedies they tend to in the be. last year. They tend to be. Comedies tend to be the not funny films. I know this is Martin McDonough and he kind of has a track record for black comedy, but this one in particular, you know, there's several laugh out loud moments and it's, yeah, it's just genuinely very, very funny. Wait, no, is it funnier than the most recent Star Wars film? Because that's the funniest film of all time. <laughs> yeah, it uh, you know it's, it's it certainly generates more laughs than that. But uh, no, it's it's phenomenal. It's a it's a brilliant, really excellent film. I couldn't quite see where the criticism, or maybe not the criticism. I can, yeah, I can understand a little bit more the backlash. I don't understand where the backlash is coming from because there weren't any. There wasn't anything I thought was a glaring issue or any. So. Possibly some people's existence currently in this world is to try and find a way to complain about everything. And maybe this is one of the things that they just tried to try really hard to complain about. Yeah, yeah. I think if you do have time to go see Three Billboards that you should, it's uh, oh, it's just a, a really cool. excellent piece of filmmaking. Yeah, I mean, maybe James. it has problems. Maybe I'll see them because I'm smart. What have you seen uh, this week? Oh, uh, Dirk Gently's Solicitor Detective Agency. That's it. That's the only thing I've watched. I didn't realise that Frodo... 
is enough. Yeah, and Elijah Wood, yeah, and his beautiful eyes. You get so many close-ups of his eyes, it's dreamy. Oh, that sounds nice. It is. It's We've a, talked about this before. We have, that after season one. Dirk Gently sounds like a baking instruction. Dirk Gently. Add the flour to the water and Dirk Gently. gently. <laughs> I'll give you that. I mean, they did, they, when, when the writer wrote the name, they did choose the word Gently as a surname. So, yeah. Like it does sound like a command. Okay, sell me on this show in the same way that you initially kind of won over my skepticism for Bojack. Because every oh, time oh, I see Dirk tough. Gently's what secret detective agency, holistic, holistic. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at that title, being like, I am not that pretentious. Move well, on. for starters, it was a show based off some acclaimed books, which is always a good start. Uh, then the show pulled it off. And it's such an unusual story. It's, it's, it's a wee bit sci-fi, a wee bit detective, and just a wee bit darker than you expect. Like, it looks like a kid's show, but then there's all of the murder in the world. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's, you kind of have to try and pull threads together to see where it's going. And it's very confusing, a wee bit, and then it all of a sudden makes sense. But it's also completely ridiculous. So it's a fun watch. Okay. And are there multiple series of this I need to catch up on? This is the second season. Second season. You don't have as many as four seasons to catch up on, but you've got more than one. Okay, well, my next uh, kind of show, I know I've got episodes of, or other series of Black Mirror and Peaky Blinders still to watch, but I'd like to see Godless next because I know you've seen it. I have. And um, it is, yeah, acclaimed from all sides, and I'd like to, to, to give it a watch. And also there's a... F- several Oscar movies um, which oh the nominations come out on Tuesday I think or maybe Wednesday Tuesday or Wednesday we'll talk about those next week Uh, but yeah some of those big hitters The Post is out um, in cinemas so is Darkest Hour which I'd like to see and Coco the new Pixar film which oh it's finally out over here it is finally out and yeah it's one of these ones which is near enough 100% on Rotten Tomatoes so that tells you its own story not as good as Paddington 2 but probably good I'm going to see that too um, because Paddington too. Yeah, because my mum has said that Hugh Grant's villainous role in Paddington <laughs> Two is one of his finest ever <laughs> roles in film. That's my favourite thing I've heard today. I know, right? So let's very, very briefly talk about uh, other things because time is escaping us. Donald Trump had his medical uh, this week, in which the doctor announced he's six foot three. Yeah. Which is one inch taller than he was when he got his driver's license. And 270 odd pounds. Which uh, I, haven't, I haven't picked him up, so I don't know. And he's in excellent health, apparently, despite doing no exercise and having a yeah, diet well, he of soda and fast food. James, how does that make so here's sense? Here's the thing, though, is can you be considered excellent health? If the only reason you aren't considered obese is because you added an inch to your height. Well, see, that's that's the thing. He is not considered obese. Because they made him an inch taller. He's only overweight. Yeah, he's only as overweight as you can get before you are considered obese. Yeah. Yeah. So, so excellent health, even if you're just going for the he's not obese angle, doesn't quite click with me. Twitter then took to this and said, hey, look, <laughs> yeah. here's various athletes who are 6'3 and 270 pounds and put them side by side. And also ones where Donald Trump is standing next to somebody, an athlete who is 6'3. And looking up at them. Uh, yeah, he's, sh- he's shorter. He's at least 6'1". Yeah, he probably is 6'1", because you get a wee bit shorter the older you get. So if he was 6'2", when he got his driver's license, he's probably 6'1". He's also probably fatter than they're saying he is. This is very unusual. Because, like, when Obama became the president, 
and no one believed anything he said about himself. I thought it was crazy to just not believe people because who cares anyway? Yeah. But this is hilarious because it seems like lies. And why would you bother lying about this? But maybe it's all true. Maybe we were all just like jumping on it's lies because he lied about everything else. Well, potentially, because the thing is, the doctor is the same doctor who did Obama. Yeah. So, I mean, but he didn't have to lie about Obama. He couldn't be like, actually, he's a white man. But why would you lie about the president's health? Because if he was actually fat and dying, people might not like him so much. Yeah. Okay, and also you mentioned, yeah, the US government has gone into... Well, not the US... The, what is it, the Senate? The Congress has well, gone yeah, into shutdown? The Senate couldn't agree on a bill for like ex, like for spending, so they're, going, they're shutting down. They're shutting down all their services because none of their services have funding anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, essentially all federal... Ser- well, not all of them. Some, serv- some essential services are still going. Yeah, the essential ones will be going. But, uh, yeah, so... But it's them Democrats, man. They've got too much power having no power. No power is too much power. It's the Democrats' fault. Essentially, yeah, the bill to fund the federal government until February didn't have the required 60 votes um, amidst disputes over immigration and border security, yeah. which, of course, have not been issues at all in America in the last year. Yeah. However, the Republicans can get could get a bill through themselves if they wanted to. Trump has not signed two bipartisan bills that have come to him, so it's all Trump. Okay. It's all Trump. Let's... Fault. Let's go, Trump. You've shut down. You've shut down the government. Let's very quickly talk about uh, Nintendo's latest uh, thing. Nintendo. Nintendo Labo or label. 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 James, please tell me what this is because this to me looks like cardboard. Well, it is cardboard. It is it. So, so you know how a Nintendo Switch works? It's got the screen and it's got the two controllers that can either be a part of the screen or apart from the screen. Y- you mean the Switch, which is the fastest selling console in US history? My goodness, Colin, you have facts aplenty coming today. I am Colin Fact Stone. Uh, But yes, that Switch exactly, the most popular rising console in in the US and probably the UK too. Uh, Anyway, what they've done is they've made a whole bunch of blueprints for cardboard that you give to, I'm supposing your children. It's targeted at audiences of 15 or lower, but I am tempted to get this even though I have to buy a switch to get it. And you make things out of this cardboard. Cardboard, string, tape, elastic bands. So you, like in the trailer, it starts off with a piano. You make your own little mini piano out of cardboard. You put your switch screen in it. You put your switch controllers in it. And then you can play the piano with the switch. But I don't un- what I don't understand is how can a cardboard, how can the switch then recognize or I make don't know. the cardboard work or connect to the... How does that I've work? Got, I've got no idea. It's really cool. Maybe it's all just touchscreen technology. Maybe it's all strings pressing buttons. Maybe they've got infrared some things that can recognize f- um, different colors being pressed and things like that. I've got no idea how it works, but it's so smart because like, as as we all know and as we all remember, I feel like a year or two ago... Nintendo made all the fatsos in the world go outside to catch Pokemon and lose weight. <laughs> and that was genius, right? And now they're making kids build things again because we don't play over Legos anymore. We don't play over Duplos or Meccanos or our Kinects. So they're going, wait, hold on. Everyone likes games. Let's make them build things to play games. We're too busy playing with ourselves, James. No, we're just too busy playing games without building things to play. Okay. Get your minds onto wholesome Nintendo thoughts, Colin. Wholesome Nintendo thoughts activated. Okay, last but not least, France. Let's go to France. Get to France, James. We're at France. The committee, the committee has announced that they are ditching the word smartphone for le mobile multifunction. The multifunction mobile. Previous changes included internet clandestine for the dark web and uh, joyeux occasional for a casual gamer. James, 
Are we? I mean, as much as that is hilarious, is this a good thing? Or, you know, who is going to say Le Mobile Multifunction instead of Apparently, Well, pe- <laughs> you know who's going to say it is people, children in the UK who are learning French. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're the only people in the whole world who use the inconvenient French translation. Je suis mobile multifunction. Yes, you are. Thank you. Je bita Glasgow. It's a very inefficient use of, of syllables, but that's what the French do with these things. They always add too many syllables to say. I, however, am on Team France. We just need to stop saying smartphone. We just need to call them mobile phones. No, but no, but it's, it's more the fact that it's an English word which is now being used in other languages yeah, which so are not English. Yeah, so call it a mobile. We don't need the multifunction thing. That's just what a normal mobile is these days. We don't need a we don't need a different character f- um for for the for the smartphone compared to what the old phones that aren't so smart. Just call them all mobiles because we're all used to it now. Well, you go and tell them that. Don't don't complain to me. You go tell the French. I probably will. I'm going to get in touch with my local French representative. You don't have a local French representative. I'm going to get in touch with them. You wait. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I you know one thing is I applaud them for trying to de-anglify their language. However, I think it's really stupid. So you know they have make sure- not chosen well. They could have just made up a new word that sounded French. Yeah, exactly. Why don't you just call it less smartphone? <laughs> yeah, spell smartphone funny, then you've done it. Well, what's the French for smart? Just just, just translate it directly instead of all this... Clever. Multifunctional mobile. Le clever like, phone. Le clever phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, enough of this making fun of French's... French's? Yeah, if any of you are going to change the word smartphone to any other word in any language that you can want to want to make things for it. Let us know. And well should be the beepity boop. Wow, that was terrible. No, but no, but, but there's 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 track record for that because the microwave's called a poppity ping. Yeah, poppity ping is cool though. <laughs> so beepity boop, that's a smartphone. No, that just sounds like the keypad. <laughs> okay, fine. You clearly pre- you enter a phone number on the beepity boop. Come on, the, Colin. Smartphones the, don't go boopity boop, but a microwave does go poppity ping. The, I like the how the the, the the language Scottish Gaelic have just taken the English words, but just add a Gaelic accent. So helicopter is helicopter, and television's television, and radio is radio. <laughs> That's what the French should do. They should just say, say, say things in their accent and be happy. Smartphone. Yeah, like that. I have, I have smartphone. Here, 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 here he is, our local French representative. <laughs> right, enough, James. It's uh, way past my bedtime. I'm, uh, I'm gonna go. Way um, bedtime, nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you want to get in touch with Seesaw Parade, you can do. I know you won't, but you can if you want. Snapchat, Twitter, <laughs> Gmail, <laughs> Facebook, Seesaw Parade. What's the point? Nobody's here, James. People I'm talk home. to me about it in real life. I just do they never actually come back. Do they to the actually do that? Yeah. Okay. They let me know what they thought about what we thought about things. Usually, they just they disagree strongly with whatever I said. I still don't. Well, I still don't think any of my colleagues are aware of the fact that I have well, this. Because they're colleagues. They're like work people. Work people don't care about things. Real people care about That's things. That's true. That's true. They won't get invited to my wedding. Colin, we got, we got, we got, and we got a picture drawn of me. It did. Me. That's true. Okay. Well, I did. Yeah, I didn't get one. That's not, an, that's not an invitation, wow. by the way. No, it sounds like it's an invitation. No, it's not. Absolutely yeah. not. No. The, the drawing of James is enough. Anyway, James, uh, I will see you next week. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye. Bye, 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 bye.